1960, I lived in Dallas, Texas. One day I was reading the Dallas Morning News and came across the strangest article. I couldn't even imagine what it was talking about. In this article, they were talking about plastic money, that the day would come when we didn't use money, but we used a little plastic card. And we paid for everything on that plastic card. And then we received a bill once a month for that which we had purchased. Obviously, it's a credit card, which became a way of life for most of us. I use a credit card, but I don't buy anything that I can't pay for at the end of the month. Because the way of life that I was brought up in by God after I became a Christian was to get out of debt and stay out of debt. God helped me to get out of debt and then showed me, don't go back into debt. The way of this world is opposite from that, completely opposite from that. Well, at least in the United States, and I think in most nations it is. Sometime around 1985, I moved to Clovis, New Mexico to help my mother. At that time, I had an accident with my old car, which my dad had given me back in the 70s. I had the car repaired from the accident. I heard my aunt say, oh, she wants to keep that old car because her dad gave it to her. And that just wasn't the truth. I kept the old car because I didn't have money to buy a new car. To me, buying a car means having the money to pay for the car in full, no debt. That's a completely unheard of way of life with most people today. I began at that time saving money to replace my old car. And when I had the money saved, I bought a new Mercury. A young man said to me, oh, now you're in debt like we are. And I just stared at him. I said, no, I'm not in debt. I saved the money and paid cash for this car. He was shocked. It never occurred to him that anyone would save the money and pay cash for something. During coronavirus, I watched from the beginning of the time that the virus hit, I watched the television news to see what was happening in the world. Very soon, the food bank showed up and the long lines of cars waiting to get free food. 
showed up because they lost their jobs. And I carefully watched when they showed those lines of cars on television. And I watched from March to the end of the year 2020. And never once did I ever see an old beat-up car or pickup. These were bright, shiny new cars where people were coming to get free food. They were often expensive cars, foreign cars, BMWs, Mercedes, all types of foreign cars. Expensive. What does this tell you? People are sitting there often being interviewed on national television as they sit inside their new car. And you could see the interior of the car. It was a new car. And they're in a food bank line. How are they living? Doesn't this tell you that they're living way beyond their means? This is a way of life. If we as Christians live the way of this world, and we go forward the way of this world with that, that type of thinking, when this world is hit, we'll go down with it. I can tell you my life has not been affected at all by coronavirus. Not at all. Because I don't live in debt, God showed me not to do that. I don't buy something I can't pay for. God showed me not to live that way. I live really below my means to pay. Now, preachers frequently come my way and contact me wanting me to give them my money, and I don't do it. That's how that, that Bible. But I know God has brought money to me to take care of my old age so that I don't have to beg the church for money. He's made a way for me, and I'm not giving it to those people who are begging me for money because that's like giving away your blessing that God has given to you. Now, it sounds anti-Bible, but I know it is not because I know in my heart I would give the real church anything. This isn't the real church coming to me. These are greedy, covetous people who want, who see me as their merchandise. And that's exactly what Peter said would happen in the last days. Second Peter chapter 2. Start at verse 1. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily, privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. 
Verse 3, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. They will come to us pretending love, or in my case, oh, I love what you write. It helped me so much. Then the next thing they're saying to me is, give me a new, give me a computer to help the church. Give me a computer to help teach the church. Give me this. Give me that. I'm doing, I'm building old folks' homes. Help me. Give me money. I'm giving a Bible out to everyone who comes to my meetings. Send me Bibles. These are people all over the world. Have you ever tried to send a book across the world? I know we sent something to someone once, and Pam Paget told me that that was the hardest thing to do because she had to go through all of these custom papers in order to send one book. We are not equipped by God to do this, but Amazon is. That's the place where you get books, is Amazon. But these people, there's one man who was an electrician, and he identified himself to us, and flattering words at first. And then, about three emails later, he began in saying, I have a small group of teenagers, and they need Bibles. Send me Bibles. He's an electrician. Apparently, he made money in whatever country he lived in. Why didn't he save the money and buy the people the Bibles if he saw they needed Bibles? Why didn't he do it? Well, I heard a scripture when I asked God this question. Why didn't he do this? Why don't these preachers help their own congregations? Why don't they do it? Why don't they get a secular job and make money and buy their own Bibles if they're going to give them away? Why? Well, I heard a scripture, Matthew 23, verse 4. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. He was speaking to the scribes and Pharisees, the preachers of his day, when he walked on the earth in the flesh. And Jesus said to them in Matthew 23, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. In Matthew 24, the disciples came to Jesus saying, 
What is the sign of the end time? And Jesus said unto them, verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. They will come saying, Jesus is Lord. And they will come saying, I'm a pastor. And they will eventually say, send me money. Send me a computer. Send me this. Send me that. And because they come saying they are a pastor or Jesus is Lord, they will deceive many. And Jesus says, take heed that no man deceive you. For this is what they will do. We don't send our money to people who are anti-Christ. I told two of them. I said, go out and get a job like Paul did. No, they don't want to do that. Paul worked at a secular job as a tent maker. And then he wrote letters to the church. And he went from place to place and spoke to the church. But he wasn't begging the church. This is such an interesting example because the church gave him money to take to the poor saints who dwelt in Jerusalem. But it wasn't that Paul was saying, pay for my work, give me your money. Although I know we have the right in God as ministers to live of the gospel. But they have taken it to a new level of begging today and devouring widows' houses is exactly what they do. I know these things are not God because I've been in situations many times where God has told me to do something and he's always had the money there for me to do it. Or it's been a situation which required almost no money or no money, such as he told me to start a blog. I didn't know anything about blogs when I had a dream showing me to start one. That was in March 2012. It cost absolutely nothing to write a blog, and it goes all over the world. In 2020, when I was shown to start a podcast, I was shocked because it only cost us $100 a year to file our podcast with a podcast host. All we had to do is buy a microphone and recorder. It's incredible, and it goes all over the world. One of the things that will happen before Jesus returns is the gospel will be preached all over the world. We are doing that right now daily. And often they come to me saying, where do you minister? Good lands, where do I minister? What are you talking about? We have the blog that we've been publishing daily since 2012. We have the podcast, which we have been recording daily since February 2020. They go all over the world. What do you think ministry is? What is your idea of a minister? 
It's a person who carries the word of God. Is that not what I'm doing? Not some kind of fantasy word to get your money. But really, the word to show you, stop living the way of the world. Don't go forward that way. Instead, turn to God in prayer. Keep before you scriptures such as 1 Timothy chapter 6, which show us godliness with contentment is great gain. Don't go in debt for these things. Don't go down with the world. Don't put yourself in this form of bondage. Free yourself and live godly lives in Christ Jesus, the Word. This is the gospel. Another thing, if we choose to live by the things this world has set up, we are setting ourselves up for a big fall in the days ahead. The words such as Christmas are not even in the Bible, and look at what an idol it has become all over the world. To have a Merry Christmas, to be sure that your Christmas is special, to do all these things to make your Christmas special. What a difficult yoke. They do all types of things which set us up for a fall if we go along with them. Which of us can really have the type of Christmas shown on the Hallmark television channel. It's all fleshly. And it often brings sadness, depression, disappointment. I know I have read in news reports that one of the biggest days for suicides is New Year's Day. When they don't get what they want. We bring the failures of the plans of this world upon ourselves when we yoke ourselves to these plans which are not set up by God. In the Bible, we have nothing like the word Christmas or New Year's Day or Thanksgiving or Mother's Day or Father's Day or Valentine's Day. There's an image this world brings forth which is supposed to happen to us on these days. And when it doesn't happen, what does happen to you? Instead, we have another way to go with God. God's way is as follows. Colossians chapter 3 If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, 
Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. If a person looked at my life right now, I have no husband, I have no blood relatives, I have no sons, no daughters in the natural sense. It looks like I have no life. If they look at me, they'll say, poor thing, she has no life. But my life is hid. It's hid in Christ. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Verse 5, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. If we live the way of the world, we're going to go down with the world because the wrath of God is coming upon the world to judge them. If we live the way of God, we're transported to a position above this world. We're not like this world. Therefore, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God. Doing the will of God by the word of God. So as we go forward, this is the way we must go and have the privilege to go. When we are troubled about something, what do we do? We turn to God in prayer. And it says, let your requests be made known unto God if you have any concern at all in your life. What would you like God to do for you? Let your requests be made known unto God. Only by doing this will we be strongly connected to God, which makes us worthy to escape the great tribulation which is coming upon this present world. Because it's prayer. Your prayer connects you to God. My prayer connects me to God. And causes us to be worthy to escape that which is coming upon this earth. That's in Luke 21 where Jesus says that. And it also makes us worthy to stand before the Son of Man. Luke 21. We cannot live like this world, nor can we set our goals the way this world does. For this world is going to be destroyed. We go a completely different way from the way of this world in so many things. For we read the Bible, we pray Asking God, what do you want me to do in this situation? And we depend upon the Holy Spirit to show us what to do, and we do that. 
Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.